they, in my opinion, and I'm sorry if my listeners who are LAFC fans are going to disagree, played horrible. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of MLS Now Podcast. I am your host, David. Thank you for joining me. On today's episode, I decided to talk about two teams, LAFC and DC United. I have a friend with me today who's going to co-host with me for today's episode. He's a LAFC fan, so that's why I decided to have the episode based on them as well. And as you may know from previous episodes, I'm a DC United fan, so... I wanted to do it on them as well. Geronimo, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I know you uh, You listened to the previous four episodes, and we've talked about this uh, before having you on the show. Yeah, man. Long time coming. I'm, I'm finally on here. We haven't had time <laughs> to really talk and, and, you know, bullshit a little bit. But now we got time, man. I'm happy you uh, you brought me on. Oh, yeah, man. Let's let's get right into it, because I know you're an LAFC fan. And um, I know if you've seen their, their like last four games where they're struggling a bit, uh, do you still consider them the uh, favorites to win the cup? You know what, man? They're, they're, they're looking shaky right now. But, you know, with Carlos Vela being down, I think that really affected him a lot mentally. So that's why they've been struggling, you know, because there was a couple games in there that were that were very winnable, especially the Orlando game we controlled. You know, I think it was possession on that game, and we just couldn't um, finish, really. You know, nobody was really explosive at, at the finish. It was always real close to the hit the net, hit the post. A couple, I think one of them hit the post, or, or it was a, a save from the goalkeeper, and it was just like, you know, the counterattacks really were killing us with uh, Orlando, you know, with Nani, that super goal Nani scored. So, hey, Nani's a beast, man. He's a legend. Yeah, yeah, he and he's a beast, man, and... They, they definitely should keep him and build around him. Like, you know, I heard a couple, I heard your last podcast with the, or maybe it was two podcasts ago, but uh, with them, you know, you guys talking about Orlando and yeah. they should definitely keep him because I'm hearing some rumors about him and the team. So they should Rebuilding, definitely yeah. around him. Yeah. No, so, so do you think LAFC has a problem? Do you think like their football is based around Vela or do you think it's more based on teamwork? Because, um, I mean, for example, right, they've scored a total of 77 goals. Like the closest per, like the closest team to them is 21 goals away. Vela has scored 28 goals. Diego Rossi has scored 15, I believe. That's like 55% of their goals. Do you think they have a problem with without Vela? Do you think that the football, like I said, flows through Vela? Yeah, yeah, and I think it does flow through them. That's why they were struggling the past few games. And, and if you notice, in the Minnesota game, um also they were they were having control but you know the counter same thing with the counter you know they want to all go through one side and and they don't know which which side to play on and with Bella being there he he pretty much dictates hey look I can create my own shot as you saw with the when they played you know the earthquakes and he just took the whole team and scored you know <laughs> and, and he'll and, and that was a crazy goal by the way that was a crazy goal that was, that was uh, probably a, a candidate for goal of the of the year of the year, right? Yeah, that and that was crazy goal, and that's what you need someone to to start the scoring off, and and kind of reduce the tension. So, so you're basically saying that without Vela, they don't have a playmaker. They don't. Between him and 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 Rosie is the only two playmakers that can actually you know work off either themselves or or with a teammate one one two one two. Um, and as you see, they go through the through the through the sides a lot. The wingers, man. And with Vela being on the right-hand side, they, they miss him. They miss him because Rosie was looking for him. Vela looks for Rosie. 
you know, so it's 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 a it's a combination of both. But you know, Vela can create his own shot. So if they need somebody to use as a scapegoat to go get that shot, Vela's there. You know. Oh yeah. So, so I mean, I, I honestly think because I mean, uh, for those who didn't know, Vela was out for like three or four games with an injury. He's back now. But um, yeah, they did struggle without Vela. And I I was honestly looking at Rossi, uh, Diego Rossi, the Uruguayan, to see if he was gonna step up. Um, without yeah. Vela, but I honestly didn't see that. I, I, I wanted him. I really wanted because I, I like the guy. I think he's a, a great player. Um, and I honestly, I'm hearing a lot of rumors that he's not going to stay this year. He's, he's leaving next year to Europe because um, team in Italy wants him. That's for another podcast. But uh, no, uh, I wanted to see him take the leadership, take the team, you know. But I, I honestly didn't. And like you said, they they miss Vela. They miss that playmaker. They they miss having that threat up top because the problem with the problem is when you have such a dynamic player like Villa, the defenders on the opposite team are so concerned and so concentrated on on the player like that that it gives Diego Rossi and other players more uh, of a liberty to run up and down and create more plays. Rossi did score for Orlando, but it was like one of those give and take. It wasn't yeah. like you know a clear he was gonna make it. You know yeah. he was right there at the net. Come on, yeah. like you gotta make that and. And he did, you know, uh, but like you were saying, man, I I agree, you know, um, people are definitely showing interest in him. So we'll see what happens with that. But as of right now, man, he, he definitely looked to be, he needs to look to be the, the aggressor, you know, like even on the, on the game with, uh, what was it? Um, the, the LA uh, Galaxy, Earthquake. LA Galaxy, Minnesota. that's right. The, the El Trafico, man. It, yeah. That was like a crazy game. And was it, was, uh, it was intense. Great game. And Blessing was the one stepping up in that game. I don't know. You know what? Saw. Yeah, Blessing has surprised me this year. I honestly, I won't lie to to the listeners. I did not have an idea who Blessings was before the season started, and he has really surprised me. He's such a, a great player, great speed. He's good on the counter attack. I just think yeah. he needs to connect better with um with uh, Diego Rossi or Fernandez when he comes in. He's probably their the best player when uh, Rossi or uh, Vela are not on their best day. And he has great ball control, you know. He, he if does. you see some of his play, I mean, he creates opportunities for many players. And it's just, you know, um, the, a matter of just, you know, striking it and getting yeah, it. Get, getting get to the ball, yeah. Yeah, yeah, getting to the ball. So, so he, you know, he's uh, talented enough where, you know, he can pretty much – create opportunities, but uh, Rossi needs to step up and, and pretty much counter that, man. And, yeah, exactly. And, and do no, the one-two punch like he does with Vela, but exactly. you know, when Vela's there, they struggle. But yeah, exactly. man. Uh, so without I mean, without Vela, they played four matches. Well, three. They lost one, tied two, I believe. Um, the last four matches, though, is a total of three draws and one loss. Yeah. Now, that's a little concerning. Um, I mean, first of all, LAFC have only lost four games, which is crazy that you only lost four games when there's 34 games in a season yeah that, that is <laughs> that is unbelievable for a team to do that yeah and you know being their second season it's like you know now they know what to expect you exactly. know first season was like uh bradley was trying to get the team set up once exactly. they found that identity with with vela being there and they found those other players to kind of play along with them they know what they want to do on the pitch now and he's a great coach and he's been lining them up pretty good so We'll see what happens from there, man. No, yeah, he, he's, he's a good coach. Um, no, the reason I mentioned earlier are they're still the favorites without Vela is because um, the game against Minnesota that you mentioned, um, LAFC lost 2-0 at home. They 
in my opinion, and I'm sorry if my listeners who are LAFC fans are going to disagree, played horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And it was a home game, too. It was a home game, no identity, not, no chances created. Uh, like I said, I was looking at Rosic to see what he did. Nothing. Blessings was out. Fernandez came in. He didn't do anything as well. They missed, they missed the guy. And then they went to Orlando. Great game in Orlando. 2-2, kind of sloppy. But um, yeah, Nani was on fire that day. And then they go to Philadelphia Union with Vela back, you know, still a little shaky, but they managed to tie as well. But no, I mean, they they seem to um, be struggling and to be acting a little shaky. So they need to uh, step it up and keep sending that strong message that they're still the favorite to win the cup. Yeah, and, you know, and it all started in that, you know, El Trafico, El Trafico game with, with Ricky and... Um, Ibrahimovic just, you know, talking shit pretty much, you know, <laughs> bringing them down a little bit, man. That's what I think really kind of hurt their ego, too. It's like, man, are we really the favorites? Like, we can't beat these guys, you know, because they haven't beaten them all year. And going into this game, it was like their chance to prove, you know, yeah, yeah. that they could take on, like, whoever they wanted, whenever they wanted. And, and they didn't prove it, man. They, honestly, they came a little short. And they could have lost that game because got, it got rough there in a few minutes. It did. Now, how, how crazy, Because and I like that you mentioned that they haven't been able to beat LAFC, not even just this year, the, the whole two years they've been in the league. Yeah, um, yeah. How crazy would it be if they were to face each other in the playoffs? And, and that's what I was thinking too, man. I was like, man, if they come in the playoff run and LA can't produce, LAFC can't produce versus them, they, they might be, you know, cutting it short, but I, th I think in the playoffs they can definitely get it done. Just being that uh, the Galaxy has been struggling way more than, than LAFC has. So, yeah, they have. I mean, yeah, they have. You're right. But something clicks in LA Galaxy when they face LAFC. Yeah, it's that rivalry, man. It's that rivalry in LA. They don't like each other. And I think that's, you know, great. More to come, you know. Yeah, it's the best rivalry. I mean, I, I used to think Portland-Seattle was the best rivalry in the MLS. But this yeah. these two teams, these two years have, have gone at it. The, the, you can tell the players don't like each other. You can tell the fan base definitely don't like each other. Um, LAFC, you know, basically being a new team, it's bringing the attention. And then you have Galaxy fans calling LAFC team uh, Chivas 2.0. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I know I know what Chivas, Chivas was, was your original team back when it first started, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was like really my uncle that got me started into, you know, watching MLS soccer. But he used to watch them a lot. He used to talk about Chivas USA all the time. And I was like, man, let me look into this. And we, we weren't really watching MLS back in the day. I mean, I was young, man. Yeah. We were watching more of the Mexican League. But since there was Chivas USA, you know, we started watching it and then... You know the whole history with that when they went away. And yeah, it's, it's, it, it, they, they, they struggled a bit, but I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm you know LAFC is here. They are no nowhere near compared to uh, Chivas USA oh, yeah. in my no, opinion. They're yeah. completely different team, completely different ownership, better quality as well. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. talking, you know, we were talking about Vela and talking about Slatan. Vela is what uh, has. 27 goals, I believe. Carlos has 28. 28, yeah, 20 yeah. goals. Thank you for that. 28 goals. Slatan had a hat trick over the weekend, putting him at 26. Joseph just scored two tonight, putting him at 26. The Golden Booth race, it is freaking crazy. Crazy. Um, I, I keep here's the part I, I, I don't like. Just because you are the um goal scorer of the league, I honestly don't like the fact that you automatically consider MVP. I think there's more to it as well. But let's say you know Carlos Vela has has been the favorite all season. So yeah. if Slatan was to pass him or even Joseph, who were both are two goals away, he wouldn't be considered MVP no more. What What is your take on that? Yeah, I think that's wrong, you know, because as you can see, Carlos Vela, they really depend on that guy for the team to succeed. And Ibrahimovic, I mean, he's done, you know, a lot to put the Galaxy in contention, even 
even right now in the playoff race because you know they still got a little a couple games out there that can be make it tough for them to even you know kind of yeah. get there you know the it's a, it's a tough race. I mean, Carlos Vela just means so much to the team. And like you were saying, you know, you're like, I don't agree. I don't either, man. Like, sometimes you, you got to, like, weigh out the, the pros and cons of each player and yeah. why it should really matter to be now, the MVP of the team. Now, league. Vela has, like, 15 or 16 assists in, in the season as well, which is crazy for a player of his position to have that many goals and that many assists. And that's why he's breaking so many records in the league. You know, four or five games left in the season. It should be great and awesome to see how these three by the way phenomenal players great players um go further in 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 the end of the season and see who actually takes the golden booth because it's looking awesome Uh, i honestly as an mls fan it's looking great it's exciting yeah man it's very exciting it's a it's a tight race right now man and depending on you know how uh vela does man because i mean you know they still got a couple more games and he's not on it doesn't look like he was like tick top form you know yeah that that injury really got to him but he, he'll be back he has had time to rest and then you know lafc still has to go through minnesota again to kind of get like a, a little uh, revenge, revenge. <laughs> a, a little revenge. yeah man but minnesota is, is playing great as well now you know lafc for you i know they're the favorite still to win the cup put lafc on the side okay let's say lafc is eliminated in, in the postseason right Who else do you see taking the cup man as of right now man the philadelphia union they they look strong to me man oh, they're they, playing great football man I, I like that team a lot no yeah they, they they're this it's a very young squad young man. squad man they can yeah. move the ball they can you know they, they have a lot of good transition soccer exactly so, it's, it's a very uh teamwork team yeah yeah teamwork team yeah, yeah exactly. you have and that's the problem with the mls sometimes you have a couple of teams that depend on one or two players but philadelphia union really don't have anybody to depend on so this is it's like this whole combination of this nice chemistry they have going on and a good process um, since last year. But yeah, they're looking really good. Yeah, man, especially at home. You know, they, they don't back down to no team regardless of the score exactly. or, 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 or the, the positioning you, you saw when they played us. They, uh, man, they were ready to go, man. Oh, yeah, they, they came out awesome. with everything. In it. Yeah, they it's came crazy. out strong. Yeah, yeah. And and it was like to me it was this game was like a little bit of uh, hopefully a preview of I'm maybe the MLS happen. Cup man yeah Cause, cause, it was uh, a great match it was a great yeah, match it, it was a, you know and it didn't it, it didn't really add up because you know we were we were still you know trying to get Vela back in the groove and exactly but, but you know all the players were there you know exactly Every, the whole team was full their team was full and it was it, it, it should be a it was a nice preview like you said that's why I think you know coming out of that side um, coming uh, out, out of the east east conference, eastern yeah, conference the east, yeah. I think they're very strong. And yeah, they, they are. New York, you know, FC, but Philly is who I, I think is is top notch. Yeah, it, it should it should be a it should be an um an exciting postseason, man. It's I think it's one of the um most exciting seasons the MLS has had in a couple of years. We talked about AFC, you know, they're in the Western Conference. Going to the East, because um I you and I have gone to a couple of DC United games. Um, you know, beautiful. We used, we used to go to the RFK, which is beautiful atmosphere. Um, I know you're still to go to the um Audi Field, right? You haven't gone yet. We were. Trying trying to go for that uh galaxy oh yeah when galaxy came yeah and we were a little disappointed because Acosta and uh, Rooney weren't playing. Yeah, but, that, that, it, it bumped us happy, out. Even though they won. But yeah, you know, we like both teams. We, we play around with the teams, but we like to support DC United since we're in the area. Correction, you like both teams. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, that's right, David. No, but um, no, DC United right now, I mean, they were struggling a bit because I know um, you and I talked that we didn't like the fact that when Rooney um, came out and said he was leaving at the end of the season, we both thought that it was something that he should have waited on to announce when the season was over. Because yeah. um, 
since he announced it, they went in a little downfall. But they got, you know, they, they just got a crucial win in Portland. They're currently in fifth place, 45 points, three games left, two games are played at home. Here's the problem. The Red Bulls are four points away. And and we just beat Portland, so our ego might might be, I mean, their ego might be a little bit up. I honestly, man, I, I don't see DC United and it's my team. I don't see the attack there. Uh, Wayne Rooney, I see him play. He's at top by himself. There's no one around him. Acosta this season has really disappointed, hasn't produced as before. Because um, you and I have, like I said, have gone to previous games and Acosta has just been their best player. But this season, he just disappointed a bit. Yeah, and it's been disappointing up to the point where he announced it, you know, because the, the, the team spirit went down a little bit. Oh, yeah, when we announced and, it, it definitely went down. Yeah, it definitely went down. But now, you know, I, you know, after seeing them play for for these other few games, man, it looks like they they've picked it up because of Wayne Rooney, really, because Wayne Rooney kind of wants to get in the playoffs now. Yeah, he said that. Uh, he said because you know after like the little downfall they had in an interview, he said that he wants to be in the cup yeah. now. I know for a fact that if by some crazy miracle uh, DC United is to host uh, a cup game, I know we're there for a fact. Yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> no, sure. uh, yeah, but the, the last three games they have is this Saturday, uh, Seattle Sounders, which they're looking great, Red Bulls, and then they faced Cincinnati, which is the worst team in the league. Um, and yeah, it should be a crazy three games left. Uh, DC really needs to win one. Win one, that's it. I think it should be good. Yeah, definitely Cincinnati for sure. I definitely don't see our Red Bulls really yeah. lapsing us too much. I mean, yeah. you know, depending on how we play, I think when we out of those three games that we have left, I think we can pull at least two of them out. I'm not too worried. I think DC kind of, you know, I think we're in the playoffs, man. Yeah, oh yeah, wow. most definitely. We'll see where it goes. You know, best of luck to your team, LAFC. Best of luck to my team, DC United. And to the listeners as well, best of luck to your team. But let's be honest, we all want our teams to win when they if they were to face each other definitely <laughs> now it's gonna be a good playoff race for sure oh yeah most definitely it's gonna be a great great playoff race well everybody thank you very much for listening thank you for tuning in remember to subscribe remember to follow tweet me at mls now podcast follow me on instagram as well send me all your feedback thank you very much for tuning in geronimo thank you for your time and for being on the episode today hey, man thanks for having me guys have a great one thank you